You're listening to the Awaken Podcast, brought to you by Father's House. Here's your host, Doyle Bradford. Hello, thank you for joining me for today's Awaken Podcast. I'm glad you're taking the time to join me today wherever you may be listening to this podcast. I want to ask you as we begin, if you enjoy this podcast, please take the time to share it on social media. Also, make sure you subscribe so you will automatically receive the episodes we do each week. Last week, I began to talk to you about vision. Specifically, we talked about the scripture that says, where there is no vision, people perish. So we really looked at the Hebrew word perish and discovered many meanings that are relevant to us. Today, I want to continue to talk to you about vision. I want to look at specific things about vision. I have studied vision over the years from many sources. It's been a passion to understand vision. So today I want to share with you a combination of my understanding and my revelation along with uh, some of theirs. But first, let's talk about the nature of vision. If we look at Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 and 10, it says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Now we find out something about God here. It says, declaring the end from the beginning. So you were created in God's image, and we find here that God creates the end of a thing from the beginning. In other words, He actually finishes a thing and then goes back and starts it. In reality, that's the way we were created. A good example of this would be a blueprint on a house or a building. And you could actually say that a a building is actually finished before it started because in your hands you hold everything about that building. So it's actually built from vision and then someone physically begins to build it. So you're created in God's image to be a person of vision, and His nature is to finish it and then start it. So He gives us the end, and then we begin. We need to know our purpose before our production. So I want to show you just for a few moments here the relationship of purpose and vision. If you're going to develop a vision, it's very important to recognize the relationship of purpose to vision because vision actually starts with knowing your purpose. Until you understand your purpose, you will not be able to develop a vision. Purpose is when you know why you were born Vision is when you see how to accomplish your purpose. So purpose is why I'm here. Vision is how am I going to accomplish what the Lord has placed me here for. The scripture says in Psalm 37, 4, Delight thyself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, many times we hear this in connection to prayer, telling the Lord what we want. I don't believe that that's actually what this scripture means. I believe that a better interpretation is, if you delight yourself in the Lord, 
he will put his desire in your heart. If you delight yourself in the Lord, he will begin to stir on the inside of you purpose. He will begin to stir on the inside of you what you were created for. What you consistently desire reveals purpose. And as you begin to spend time in his presence, you will find that there is something on the inside of you that it won't go away. There's a gnawing on the inside of you. That comes from being in his presence, and that is a sign of your purpose. Now, vision is moving into how will you do that purpose. That's vision. Vision is a written blueprint or plan to fulfill your purpose. So let's share just a few things about vision. Vision is more than mere interest. I believe there are many people that they're interested in many things. And sometimes, as I mentioned last week, maybe New Year's resolutions. Maybe they say, well, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. It never happens most of the time because it's a mere interest. It's not developed into a vision. So vision, however, is birthed from passion. It's a strong emotion on the inside of you. The strong emotion, the burning desire, we used to call it in in, uh, the field of sales I was in. You begin to have a burning desire. It's not just mere interest. There is a burning, a, a, a passion on the inside of you. When a vision is from God, it will be unselfish. Vision from God focuses on benefiting other people. Vision from God will not destroy your family. There are many people who feel that they're doing God's will, but what they're pursuing actually brings about negative consequences for their life and their family. This will not be a vision from God. A vision from God will be unselfish. It will focus on benefiting other people. It won't be selfish in nature. It won't destroy your family. Pursuing vision brings a sense of satisfaction on the inside of you. When you're in a place that you don't belong, when you're not really functioning according to vision, you can feel a sense of dissatisfaction. Sometimes a sense of dissatisfaction is an indicator that you're not actually walking in purpose and vision, the one that the Lord created in you before your mother's womb. True vision will not violate God's character or His Word. We also need to understand very important point here, and I'm just sharing some some thoughts about vision with you that I've gathered over the years. True vision will be both individual and corporate. Your vision will be found in the context of a larger vision. The Lord created us that we would be a body, every joint supplying. And many times people are trying to develop vision They're developing in a selfish way, not recognizing that your vision will fit with someone else's. And together, we accomplish what's on the inside of us. We complement one another. We don't compete. We complement one another. God gives vision to an individual, and the individual then transfers that vision to a group. The group then runs with the vision. As we know, Habakkuk says, write the vision. 
make it plain that who he who reads may run with it. So the group runs with the vision because it allows their vision to be accomplished at the same time. So vision is both individual and corporate. It's both individual and it will require others. Vision requires connection. Uh, The anointing flows through connection. I may do a podcast on that uh, in the future, but we need to understand that vision will require connection. You cannot accomplish the vision that you have on your own. You will need others to go alongside you and partner with you. I want to talk to you just for a few moments. I think this is some very, very important material concerning vision, because sometimes You know, people have vision and they begin to pursue the vision and things are not working out like they thought they would. So I want to talk to you just a moment about obstacles to vision. This is very important. This is going to be the the heart of our conversation today is about the obstacles. Number one obstacle, the vision is not specific enough. We need to understand the difference between mission and vision. And I believe this is what holds many back. They have a mission, but the mission doesn't develop into a vision. It's not specific enough. A mission is a general statement of purpose that declares the overall idea you want to accomplish. It's the outline. It's the overall idea. But vision is a very precise statement that has a specific emphasis and divine definable boundaries. So it's specific. Mission is more general. Vision is specific. We really map out how we're going to accomplish the mission. It's detailed. Vision is detailed. So number one obstacle is not being specific. Number two obstacle is indecision. When you have a vision, you must get started. You cannot wait to have everything perfect. You cannot wait to have everything in place. Most people will tell you that they just stepped out on God's word, not knowing how the resources would come, not knowing where they would get what they needed. They just started. Indecision is a destroyer of vision. The Lord will make adjustments after you start. See, many times we want to have everything mapped out. Destiny and vision, it doesn't unfold that way. Sometimes we start and and we get into motion. And as we're moving, the Lord makes adjustments. So even if, if you're a little off or off course when you start or don't really understand everything when you start, move anyway. Begin moving toward your vision. The Lord will make adjustments and help you throughout the process. Many have what's called the paralysis of analysis. They're stuck. They don't begin. So I want to encourage you today with the vision the Lord has given you, start, move toward that vision. Number two reason for failure of vision is indecision. Number three, trying to do too much. You need to narrow down your vision. Again, The difference between vision and mission is mission is general. Vision is very specific. You're not called to do everything. You're called to do something. So you need to narrow down your vision into bite-size increments. 
It won't all happen at once. Write the vision for it's an it's, your vision is for an appointed time. And one thing I've discovered is you grow into your vision. The reality is when we receive vision, we're not ready in our character to walk in that vision. So the process causes us to grow and each bite size piece of the puzzle that we see operating in that moving toward that causes us to grow as a person so we have to grow ourselves into our vision so don't try to do too much specialize understand the more defined the more specific you make your vision the more likely you are to accomplish that vision a fourth reason a fourth obstacle is making excuses. This, I think, most struggle with making excuses. I'll do it when you fill in the blank. If only this will happen, then I will do it. Making excuses causes many people to never begin walking in the vision. I pray today that if you're making excuses, that that you would just be stirred in your heart right now to get up and move and quit procrastinating. Procrastination is the thief of destiny. And I pray that you would just begin to move. Or a fifth obstacle is thinking too small. Now, the scripture says in Proverbs 23, 7, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. So how you view yourself has a great key to what the Lord can accomplish through you. You have to function. What I've discovered is this. You function like you're already there. And that's what trips a lot of people up. They, they want to see the entire thing come to pass immediately. But faith, the way faith operates and, and vision is is achieved by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. Function like you're already there. If the Lord has, has told you that, you know, if you've gotten a picture of where you're headed, you need to go ahead and assume that identity and function like you're there. You don't wait until you're in a larger place to function in what God's called you to do. Functioning like you're already there moves you to the larger place. So many times the Lord is birthing destiny in us, and it's in such a small scale. See, the Bible says, despise not the day of small beginnings. I can't wait until opportunity comes and then try to develop the skill that I need to walk in that purpose. I need to be now in the in the small stage. I need to already be functioning and growing and developing. A sixth obstacle to, to vision is wrong talking. I see this a lot. It's a pet peeve of mine. I hate negativity. And you cannot speak negativity and accomplish the vision that the Lord has called you to. You need to practice faith talk. You need to prophesy. 
Paul told Timothy to make war with the prophecy that was spoken over him. So you have to learn to take out the vision that you have written down and declare it over yourself. Speak it as if it was already true. Operate in prophecy. This is the example I'm going to give to you. God told Abraham he he would make him the father of many nations. And he actually changed his name to Abraham, which means father of many nations, so that every time he spoke his name, he was making the declaration, I am the father of many nations. We need to understand he had no children at that time, but he was making the declaration that he was the father of many nations. Romans 4.17 says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they are. Wrong talking will keep you from vision. It's an obstacle. You must call those things that are not as though they are. Another thing that will keep you from uh, vision. Another thing that's a, a hindrance to vision is lack of patience. The Bible says in Hebrews ten thirty six, you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. After you have done the will of God. This word, a better word here is you have need of endurance. Many times people begin the path of vision and it doesn't go like they plan, and, and they quit because they don't have endurance. You need to understand lack of patience is a killer of vision. You need to understand that the vision you've been given is a process. It, you take small steps, perfecting your character as you go. Another obstacle to vision is connections. We mentioned this earlier. You will need the help of others. Seek out people who are already walking where you believe the Lord is calling you to go. I've said this in the last podcast, but you don't want to be connected to the wrong people. This is critical. If the, if the Lord wants to move you closer to vision and destiny, He will put a person in your life. When the Lord wants to move you closer, He'll put someone in your life. Seek out those relationships. Another obstacle is not preparing. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study for your vision. Sometimes that's not a pleasure. Sometimes there's a discipline. There is a discipline that's required for you to fully walk in your vision. You need to be studying now. Opportunity comes to the prepared. You must take time to prepare for your destiny now, do the study that's required. Do the things that are required so that when opportunity comes, you will be there. The last reason I want to share with you, or the last obstacle, is wrong choices. See, one of the th- ways that vision protects us is it helps us determine our priorities. It, av- it causes us to avoid wrong choices. So if a choice, an opportunity comes my way, I evaluate it by whether or not it moves me closer to my vision or farther away. Let your vision determine your priorities. This helps you say no to things you should say no to. And you always want to evaluate, is it good or is it God? Every good thing is not God. 
So it's very important that we make right choices and we ask ourselves, does this choice line up with my vision? So I thank you for joining me today. Father, I pray for everyone listening, whether they be someone in the marketplace, in business, whether there's someone in the church, a pastor, a leader. I just pray right now, Lord, that vision would increase in their lives. I pray, Lord, that if they have any obstacles to vision, that they would recognize the obstacles, that they would push aside the obstacles, that they would be able to become focused, Lord. We believe that world changers are listening to this podcast. And I pray, Lord, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would be stirred in their hearts now. And I thank you, Lord, for good reports of people receiving vision and beginning to operate in what you have called them to do in their lives. I thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. So once again, thank you for joining me. You have an absolute blessed day and a blessed life. May the grace and peace of the Lord be upon you. May every step you take be ordered by Him. And may the vision He has given you come to pass. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. To stay up to date, like our Father's House Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Father's House IC.